friends to the Mama June Hour, where we tell different stories that highlight God. I pray that you sit back and enjoy yourself today. Amen. Listen, we are here in Toledo, Ohio on my summer tour of 2015, and I am honored today to be with a wonderful apostle. Listen, this woman is Apostle Williams, and we are here today to glean off of her wisdom and hear what God has to say to the bride, letting the tree of life come out to the bride today. Amen. Welcome, Apostle. How are you? That is not a paid audience. Keep it real, Bride. Amen. But I'm wonderful today. I really oh. am. And I'm so glad that you got a hold of me and we were able to arrange this meeting yes. at our remote studio in yes. Toledo, Ohio. Uh, this is where we film all of our monthly meetings, our empowerment meetings. Oh, awesome. We've been in the city for about 20 years now. Uh, we have watches in Cleveland, Toledo, and Detroit. Wow. Amen. Consistent ones. So twice a week we meet and we pray and we share the word. And Pastor Shirley and I preach the word of God. And uh, we teach the believers the believer's ministry. And uh, so that's what we're called to do. And we're honored to do it. And I'm so glad that a mutual friend of ours put us in contact with one yes. another. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Listen, we are so honored to highlight you today. Thank you. Now, would you mind sharing with the bride who the audience is? <laughs> and if they could kind of scan the audience, if you could tell us who they are today. Well, what we have today is this is our, uh, as I said, our empowerment meeting. And this is our remote studio in Toledo, Ohio. And these are members of the Ministry of the Watchmen. These are the Watchmen of Cleveland, Ohio, and Detroit, Michigan. Awesome. And Toledo. <laughs> and Toledo, Ohio. I don't want to forget our, our, um, our friends in Toledo, Ohio, as well. And we meet uh, on the second Saturday of every month we have for the last 20 years. And we pray a watch in this city. We pray one in in Cleveland, and we pray one in Detroit. And we've done that for over 25 years now. Thank you. And so God has blessed us to be able to understand the the, um, flow of principalities and powers in these areas. And we keep them in their place, and we exalt the Lord. We keep them under our feet. So that God can be glorified, we can get the work of the ministry done, people can get set free, they can be healed, they can be delivered, all of those things. Because if a watchman keeps the watch, then we labor to a good reward. If the watchman has no watch, they labor in vain. And so we want our labor to be rewarded because we can keep at bay the powers that would interfere with the power of God flowing to people's lives. Amen. Now listen, Bride, you know that our ministry is based upon prayer, and our ministry is highlighting ministers and ministries across the globe because we recognize that our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. So we are here to build up, to exhort, and to help 
all the ministries across the globe to get their message out there. We are a place to build a platform through television and through radio and through other media. So listen, Pastor, if you don't mind sharing your story of what God did to take you from nothing (laughs) and to make you into something and to bring you here. Listen, we probably don't even know, do we, audience, how many people she has really affected in her life. So we don't know how many people you've really affected, but we would love if you would be transparent and talk to the camera, mm-hmm. talk to the bride and tell them, who is Apostle Lee? <laughs> well, um, I was saved in 1980. Um, I had a nervous breakdown that lasted about five years. Uh, I'm healed. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> By the power of God. But God supernaturally led me through his word, uh, taught me the word, showed me how to be healed. Um, so by the time I got released, I would say, into the body of Christ, I was, was phobic for many years. I didn't go out of wow. the house. Um, I taught myself how to drive and how to be courageous in God. I took this big black Bible with me everywhere that I went because that was my point of contact for my peace with God. Oh, and it's always Jesus. given me peace with God. The word has yes, been my Lord. peace all of these years. And God mended my soul and healed me and healed my marriage. And, and I began a quest for paying God back. I thought to myself, well, God, if you've done all this for me, I want to do something for you. And what I told him was, I don't care if it's behind the scenes. I don't have to be up front. And so he gave, us, he gave me the ministry of the watchman. Uh, he told me he gave me that ministry because he didn't have many people who wanted to study war. Study war. Study war. Right. Wow. Yeah. And so, now that could take us into hours on that. Study. Yeah. For sure. oh, come on, how we know we're in war today? And I found that to be true. There are many people who want what I call the the shallows of a revelation. But not many people would get in and study it out and understand what the word says and how the word uh, attacks these principalities and powers and how to just stand on the word of God in your authority. When you identify uh, a problem, there is a, a spirit that's in a spiritual wickedness that maneuvers behind it. And we have to study these things because yes. you can't just get a name of a devil and think you're going to run out and chase him with his name. You chase him with the name of Jesus and your authority and the anointing. Yes, and you have to be fully equipped yes, uh, to do this work. And so many people will get, over the years I've observed it, to what the Lord told me was true. Many people will get uh, a superficial understanding of what it means to be a warrior but they don't study things out and find these things in the Word so that they can identify the true enemies of, of God's people. Uh, I found through studying the Word, when God would give me understanding of what principalities were responsible for what problems and activities we see in the natural, I found that they were clearly revealed in the Word of God and they had been enemies of God's people from the beginning. So the same uh, spirit that, that uh, tried to... To ruin the Jew's life ruins the Christian's life now. But something had to happen. Right. 
to give you that revelation because not many Christians understand that. I mean, I can just imagine, but not many really understand that the battle is there. Yeah. In the spirit realm. Right. So something had to have happened to give you that revelation. What was it? Well, it wasn't really just one thing that happened. I think it was that I committed to the Lord and I told him, I said, if I can do this for you, I will do whatever it takes to get the job done. Yes. And that was in that from your confession and from your heartfelt desire to serve God. That's really all he needs. And he will open the windows of heaven and pour that revelation into you. Uh, this prayer manual is really, and it's about its fourth or fifth printing right now. She's written 18 books. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of her books. Well, this is our master prayer manual, and we've used this over the years. And I can say with with a few minor modifications and additions of prayers, uh, I received this revelation like within a 10-day to two-week span uh, wow. of time. Yeah, I just it was a, a ready writer thing. You know, you just sit as a scribe before God, and you write out what he tells you. Mm-hmm. And you find the different areas that need prayer. Uh, we pray for everything from lost souls, the body of Christ. Uh, we pray uh, against the unholy trinity that rules in the heavenlies. Um, I believe that when, when the Tower of Babel in the city of Babylon was built, that they did get up into the heavenlies. God said if nothing would be impossible to them, and they built a tower, and they got up really in, close to the second heaven. You know, when Job told, came by the, and told the Lord he wanted, I'm sorry, when Satan came by and asked God about Job, he had access before the throne of God as yes. the prince of this world. Yes. And he does seat in the heavenlies and he rules in a level of the heavenlies. And so when they were able to get that seat up there, they were able to mastermind and rule and control the world underneath. And so what Satan did was he made a, a mirror of the Trinity of God. And these are three spirits wow. that rule in the second heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and and we address them all the time. Everybody here, who are they? Yeah. And they're the same demons that try to uh, ruin the nation of Israel. They've they've dogged God's people forever. And so we just address them and we find that when we keep them bound, all three of them then we're able to successfully pick off the lesser demons that Okay, well, you've got to share yeah. with the bride now. You done opened up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> you got to share. You're saying that there's three major demons yeah, they that reflect, we battle? Yeah, they reflect the Trinity. Their story is told in here. They're Pharaoh, Ahab, and Jezebel. Now Pharaoh, Ahab, and Jezebel. We all know about Jezebel. Right. And there's also, books written about Jezebel. Yeah, but not about know. her husbands that she works right. with. So it's always blame the woman. You know, yeah. that's, that's how the enemy works. So. Yes, it is. But we know better. And yeah, so we know better. Yes, we take is. authority over all three. Yeah. See, if you just take chase one or the other, you won't. The others will just play around with your mind and, and not give you much. Right. Uh, you know, and and they'll confound you. But if you look at how these personalities work, you'll see that there is a dominant male. There's also a passive male, 
And there's a, a passive and a dominant female personality wow. that rules in these things. And so that's how they get into people. They influence people's minds because they're a, a small reflection of your carnal side of your personality. Right. And that's how they work. And it's very simple. Take authority over them. God's given us authority. You've got to believe in your authority. She acts like it's nothing. Yeah. I just said she authority. Right. Absolutely. That's a woman of some power right there. All right, listen. Tell us about this book. It's called Prayers That Avail Much More, Master Prayer Manual by Barbara A. Williams. And the publisher is Winters Publishing Group. So please, if you can zoom in on that for the bride. Where you can check out. Now I'm sure you probably have a web page. Yeah, right? we do, and we're on Amazon. You can get it in a, you know, on our website or on Amazon.com. But it's the 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 book says prayers that avail much more, making known to principalities and powers the manifold oh. wisdom of God. So that's how your prayers avail much more. Yes. Is that you can hit the strong man in the heavenlies, take authority over him. Yeah. Because we've actually seen some of them unseated where they have to give up their authority. Wow. Yeah, for sure. And that's what you want to do. For instance, one of our testimonies at the beginning, this is our 25th anniversary edition of it. And we give a 25-year history of some of the major prayer battles that we've had. Wow. One of them was uh, when I was... Uh, when our ministry really was just yeah when we were first getting started in Cleveland God moved myself and my late husband to Detroit and I was really upset about it in fact we were all upset we were praying me to come back home and don't stay and you know Satan get out of here and you know all all of the above but I stayed anyway one of the reasons is we had started battling the assisted suicide uh, uh, spirit that Jack Kevorkian carried. It was really a murder spirit. Yes. See, the, the politically correct way to say things is with soft. It's Ahab. See, it's a soft male power. Oh, wow. Yeah, that grabs people and gets influence in their minds. And so when I began to pray about it, God moved us to Detroit, and then later I was able to see why. He was able to put me in the company of people who were for assisted suicide and they were in major positions of authority in the city and in the county. Wow. And so we were able to effectively, sometimes when you, when you fight a devil, you have to go to his territory if God sends you there and stay there until that thing is brought down. And so the Lord told me, I, I kept asking the Lord, I said, Lord, can you kill him? Can I kill him? Can anybody kill him? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't kill, can't kill Satan. Demon Slayer. Right. <laughs> you know. It's like he's old. Can he have a heart attack? And yeah. you know, we, we put his body in a van and leave it out in the parking lot. Yeah. He's done so many others. But the Lord showed me that demons carry ideologies, and they carry uh, philosophies, and, they, and this is how they influence the carnal mind. Wow. They'll make you think you're very in, intelligent and very forward-thinking, and this is what's coming that's new, and everybody wants something new. And he said, you've got to work to erase that ideology. He said, and then you do it by discrediting that individual and letting people see the light. He said, I'll pull the blinders off of their minds. And so when he went on television and killed that man on television, that's when God exposed the devil to everybody. And immediately people saw 
what he was doing, and they turned around from people thinking. Now I'm kind of lost. Who killed time. who? Uh, Jack Kevorkian. You remember him? Yes, I do. Okay, yes. all right. Well, he went on television on 60 Minutes, and they showed him killing a man, oh, assisted yes. suicide. Yes, yeah. okay, I got and you. And with that action, the tables, everything, you could feel in the spirit where this thing got exposed, and it immediately people began to see this man is murdering people because oh. we just saw it on television. Yes, gotcha. And so this is how, and, and, and that's why I say when God gives you an assignment, you have to follow it the way he says to do yes. it. He doesn't need any help, our help, in telling him how to do it. We just need to be obedient to him. Yes. And so after that, we began to see a lot of people, a movement grow to help people who would have been slated for assisted suicide. If family members thought they didn't need them to live anymore, they would be able to do that freely. Mm -hmm. And it was stopped, except for in a couple of states that it's still, you know, legal. But it was stopped from a, a larger scale gotcha. because yes. of him being discredited yes. and God showing people this really is murder. Yes. And so the end of it was he was uh, indicted for murder yes. in Oakland County in Michigan. And I thank God for people there because God gave me favor. I would call the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office. I talked to a secretary. Wow. And I would tell her what we were doing. And she said, well, keep praying. She said, because we're almost there. And so I was able to be encouraged to know that, that there were people there who really wanted this man put away yes. the way he should have been because yes. he was breaking the law. From yeah. our perspective, he's violating God's law okay. because we're not allowed to take a lie. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Come on now. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is, wait a minute, you're a Christian that's proactive? What? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say no. that at all. No, 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 no. No, I mean that you acted when you felt oh, like I'm you sorry. had a... Yeah, yeah to get you, started on it, you mean immediately? Yes, yeah, like you did. You know, a lot of Christians with all the things going on in the world today, they're like, we just need to pray and not do anything. Like okay, people. all right. That's yeah. why it's the way it is right now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I we're not you. doing yeah. anything. We're just sitting there with apathy. Yeah, and talking about how bad it is. Yeah. You know, and yes. that's why we don't engage in a lot of conversation with people about, well, have you heard about how bad this is? Yeah. Because, you know, usually with Watchmen, God's already got you praying before yeah. it manifests. So, yeah. you know, people <laughs> you they all know. God always warns his people. He does, yeah. So we're, that's what you mean by Watchmen on the wall. Yeah, and, and really in the realm of the spirit, because we're a spiritual a flow now you know it's not a natural watchman anymore it's a spiritual watchman okay so your spirit can engage with a spirit it can be in another country it can be in another place and and so if god calls you and your spirit begins to engage in warfare against a principality that's holding something back god can make your spirit effective anywhere in the world that he wants it to be wow, and so awesome. it's a global yeah yeah, you can be stationed somewhere, and you can be effective in different places. But he gives you a global ministry. You know, whatever right. whatever they're doing anywhere around the world is our responsibility to stop it. Yeah. Wow. Now I know for the listening audience, for you that have been participating with her in these classes, I know you got to be so proud of her. Thank you. 
She's like, don't blow my head up. <laughs> okay, let's shift a little bit uh, with your wisdom. You said that you've been in the ministry 25 or 30 years, yeah. right? Uh, I'm sure with you being in a governmental anointing, mm-hmm. and God has had you probably in the throne room a lot on your face about the nation and about what's going on here and what's going on there. Uh, do you mind talking to the bride a few minutes about what do you feel in your spirit that can either be an edification or a warning to the bride? This is just specifically the bride in America. <laughs> what would you say? Let's see. Well, my first my first thought is to be encouraged because one of the enemy's biggest strategies is to steal our faith through emotion, discouragement, disheartening, um, getting impatient for the things that we know that God is going to do. Yes. And really continue to pray. Don't ever change your prayer. Don't change your confession. Uh, don't change what you believe. Um, mm, because these things will come to pass. Uh, one of the testimonies we have in, in our book is about the three women that were released from um, a home that they were held. They were kidnapped, raped, and held in a home in Cleveland, Ohio for 10 years. And the mother of one of the young ladies consulted a psychic probably about five years in. She got impatient for her daughter to come home and had to have an answer. Well, the psychic told her her daughter was dead, and this woman died shortly thereafter. Uh, The mom, she never got a chance to see her daughter alive. Um, there's a similar story about the girl in California, uh, J.C. Dugard was her name. She was held in a, a backyard of a couple for more than 15 years. But she's, the mom said every night before I went to bed, she said, I said, J.C., tell us where you are. So the mother, her soul was held in life because she refused to believe that her daughter was dead and was gone. And it's the same thing with our prayers. God holds our souls in life if we stay in life, if we choose life every single day when we get up. And so these young ladies, um, I remember when they would put faces on milk cartons and Pastor Shirley said, you know, we've got to pray for these children. It just seems like there's so many of them. And that was when there weren't many, but then there got to be more. And so I know that people in this ministry refuse to believe that those girls were dead. Every time you pick that prayer up and pray for them anyway, you are breathing life into that person and breathing life into that person. So we don't ever quit. There's some... We've got posters here. Um, you know, we'll show them in a minute. Somebody can get those posters out. Some of them are dog-eared. Some of them are, but we still pray for those same individuals that we've always prayed for. We don't quit. When, when we say we believe, we don't change. We do believe. Now, are you saying that you prayed for those people in Cleveland, Ohio? Oh, absolutely. Everybody here prays Ten years, the ten years that it took for them. We were praying the day that they got released. Well, you've got okay. Yeah. Listen, bro, how <laughs> awesome is this? That we we don't even know who we're interviewing today. <laughs> these people, <laughs> these people prayed, trusted God, 
didn't look to the right or the left, yep. looked up where their hope came from, yep. and said, we are standing in the gap for these girls. And then I have to know, I know the bride's singing, please ask this question. We've got to know what y'all's reaction was when they come out. And then, did you ever get to meet yeah. Yeah. Well, what I can tell you. So tell you, us what happened. How'd y'all hear and all that? We we heard about it on the news that day. And what I can tell you is that I saw the word of God coming to pass. The scripture that says, "When the a righteous prosper, the city rejoices." There was there was dancing in the streets in that area around that oh. house. People spontaneously came out of their homes. It was like oh. the whole neighborhood was set free and liberated because this demon that had a hold on that area over there was finally taken down. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. These are posters of missing children. We still pray for them. Wow. Some of them have been How on old here. Is it's it's got to be what what would you say, Pastor Shirley? Fifteen. Fifteen years. Wow. Look at this, bride. Wow. These are. This is by an author that wrote a book on prayer. This is our salvation, eternal life. We started that so many years ago. We still pray for those individuals. The people that put them on just prayed, maybe came to one or two meetings or something, but we still pray for them. And so these are our tattered and worn. We lay hands on them at every meeting and pray over them. What's left of them. <laughs> but God knows the ones he put on our hearts. And we pray for our military. Yay! Very fond of our military and, uh, and our first responders, our police and our paramedics and people like that. Well, you know, I'm sitting over here crying. <laughs> You know, our ministry is prayer. And, uh, I mean, the prayers that we do for people, when you you intercede as an intercessor for someone, a city, whatever it is that God has given you a burden for, they become part of you. Amen. Amen. You you have that on the inside of you where you... You're like, you know these people, yeah. even though you haven't met them. That's why I'm asking. You've got to tell us, you know. <laughs> You've got to tell us about how y'all found out and was you able to meet these girls. Because I can imagine y'all fell in love with these girls in the prayer closet. The compassion, the, the hurt, the pain. I mean, just please yeah. tell us what it was like. Well... I was, when we heard the news and I, I recognized who they were, uh, Pastor Shirley and, and Nola really keep up with these things quite a bit. They'll find uh, uh, articles in the paper and, and things of that nature. And I know that we watch on a continual basis for news of something because the Lord showed us how to do that. He said you can watch the news, newspapers, now it's 
it's internet news services that we keep up with. And so when we heard it came on the news, I think, and there was a news flash or something bulletin on the television, and we kind of all called one another. Yeah, notified one another. Guess who was found and they're alive. Tanya, Tanya, did you say you had met one of the girls? Um, I met the parents. Yeah, Sheree met one of the girls. So, yeah, she works in a hospital in that area. So, well, please tell me y'all sent them a card or something to say we've been for ten years. You know what? We really, we really didn't do that, and we don't do that um, because all glory goes to God. Yeah. We're just. And we know that many other people pray as well. Yes, and, oh, yes. you know, and Thank so you, we Jesus. we just really allow God to do what He wants to do with it, and yes. and it makes us feel that we don't have to step out of where we are in order to do our job. Yes. You know, and and sometimes, and I tell people this, and and it's really a truth as far as. Our response to answer prayer. At some point, when you really carry these things, there is a rejoicing already in your heart. For, yeah, yeah. for the you see it already happen before it yeah. really comes to pass, yeah. and so it's really a confirmation for us when it does come to pass. It's like, oh well, there it is. You know yeah. that kind of thing. Not that it's small by any means, but when it, it's real, the substance of faith makes it so real that there can be a rejoicing on the inside of you long before it manifests in the yes, natural. That makes yes. it real, you know, makes yes. it real to your spirit. So, Well, uh, going back to America, mm-hmm. what you're saying to America is to be encouraged. Yeah, and pray. To, uh, to pray. Yeah. To get back into prayer closet more than ever. Yeah. And corporate prayer, because I can tell you that the fact that there are many of us in this ministry praying together makes the workload not as burdensome and as difficult. Amen. And so it becomes a joy if you can share it with other people. And and it's not hard to get people on one accord. Just break out the Bible and you all speak the same word, you know, all the time. And that's really what these prayers are. They're the word of God. You know, let me give you, for instance, here. Yes, y'all have got to read this book. Oh, my goodness. She has got a little chapter, a little section on the media, and I'm actually staying with a ministry in uh, Detroit, Michigan, that actually introduced me to her, and they said, you have got to interview this woman, and they showed me her books. They're like, look at this page she has about the media. (laughs) So I looked at the page, I was like, yep. About the media, so uh, she's about to share with you something. It's like jewels. Go yeah, ahead. this this one prayer is called the Seed of the Righteous. Most people in here can recite it by heart because they've said it so many times. But it's it's very simple. It says, "Confess the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Shall not beg bread. Shall hate sin and the devil. Will have God's covenant established in their lives. Will inherit all that I have in God and increase in His glory. Shall increase exceedingly in the kingdom of God. There shall be no end. They shall possess the gate." 
gates of those that hate them. They will choose life that they may live. They will fear and glorify the Lord. Be blessed. Be fruitful. Increase abundantly. Be multiplied and wax exceedingly. I'm about to run around this church. Come on. Yeah, we can't argue with that. That's the word of God. And it's very, very simple. And what we do is one person prays in tongues while the other one prays in the understanding. And you have your agreement there. And it works. And so it's been wonderful to see how God blesses something so simple. You know, yes. but but it, it's been very effective, you know, for us. And that's we've had good report from people who buy it and they care to put a put a comment on on Amazon or something like that. And oh. you know, they'll say one woman said, if I could afford it, I would buy this manual for everybody that I know that prays. Oh. And so there are things like that that really encourage you and and warm your heart because it's it's good to see. That God can use it and other people can see it besides us. You know? right. So it's, it's a good thing. So we enjoy it. Well, Apostle, what I'm going to do is give you free reign. Oh. And whatever the Holy Spirit has given you to give to the bride, just look into the camera and just share from your heart to the bride. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I would say to allow God to have full control in your life. If you really are the bride, you are submitted to the bridegroom in everything in every area. And it's well worth it. Uh, because I can tell you that you will grow in the areas that are very important to you and to God, and that are your spiritual areas. The natural always conforms to what you hold in your heart and speak out of your mouth. In the oh, <laughs> I do so You don't have to really pray for a lot of material things, even though it's good to, to affirm with God what he's doing for you. But put the things of the spirit first, because that's where your life is. That's where your reward is. Yes. That's where the blessing is. And that's where God wants you. He wants you close to him. Amen. And God is spirit. And yes. we are spirit as well. And if we will just... Allow God to take us away into his throne room. You know, there's many prophecies we've had over the years. Come away with me, my beloved. We've had yes. so many of those where God would give us the song of the Lord where he wants to take us away from problems ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, from the flesh, from this earth that so grinds us down and discourages us sometimes. And just have that refreshing honeymoon with the Lord. Come away with yes, him Lord. into his realm. You know, in his his chambers where he has things for us to adorn us, to refine us, to help us, to cleanse us and purify us. All of those things are available to us. And we can partake of those if we will just lay everything down and let God have everything. Everybody wants to be Esther, but do we? We all want to be Ruth, you know. But do we, you know? Do you really? Yeah. And, yeah. and so in all, and, and if you look at all of these wonderful women in the word of God that we so admire, there was one consistent thing that they did, and they totally trusted and surrendered to the Lord. If I perish, I perish. Yes. You know, can yes. we say that? And really That's all. So the mature bride is willing to lay down everything and surrender yes. it to the Lord. And just trust God. If you yes. get it back, then it's raised up in glory. If you don't get it back, it wasn't any good for Come you. He's got now. something better for you. Yes. All that stuff is true because we are totally given over and surrender to the Lord. And there are no counterfeits in the real, real kingdom. Yes. You know, we know we have uh, the Bible is is um, uh, a picture of competing women all the time. You see it in in the wives of of some of the patriarchs and. 
and from, from Sarah and, and Hagar and, and all through them. One's a bond woman, one's a free woman. You, you're the free woman. The bride of Christ is free in the Lord. Yeah. Okay, now I would like to glean off your wisdom a little bit of prayer. Okay. Would you mind sharing with the bride what is an intercessor? An intercessor is a person who bridges a gap between God and a sinful person, a sinful situation. We are holy because he has made us holy. Yes. And there are some things he can't touch because of his holiness. So he raises up the intercessor to plead on behalf of that person, that situation, to bridge that gap that is there because of uh, either that person is in sin, that person is in darkness of subtype. They can't really cry out to themselves and reach God the way they need to. So Aww. we have to raise up somebody. So we stand in the gap and make up the hedge so that the people can be hedged into God's will in their lives and they can have a better life. For instance, if there's a sinner that we know that's um, sick and needs healing, we intercede for that person. Because they have no real covenant relationship with God. They can't contact him directly. They can cry out. But he needs somebody to pray that prayer, to say that word, to get that word, uh, a response from heaven so that he can hear and he can heal. Right. And so that's really the, the, the intercessor uh, is also what the Bible refers to as a suppliant. Uh, a suppliant was somebody who bore the olive branch. You know, back in the Roman days, there were uh, factions, say, like in the Roman Senate or, or in a governing body like that, when they would have uh, discussions and debates, there would always be a person to come and bring the olive branch, the suppliant, yes. and he would bring the two parties together because gotcha. they were so far apart. Yes. And so that's really what, the, what supplication means. It means that you want to bring peace between these two parties. And so you bring peace through God's covenant. If God says, I am the Lord that healeth thee, and I have compassion on whom I have compassion, Lord, would you please heal Mr. So-and-so? He's a sinner and he doesn't know you, but he's sick and he's crying out to you. I'll heal him. And that's right. So they bring peace between God. And they don't suffer God's wrath. They, they don't suffer God's wrath then they can have God, they bring peace with God through the intercessor. So it's a very, very important, very important role. Well, I'm feeling by the Spirit that there may be somebody watching this, because uh, this actually is more important, it be in the ar- archives, because throughout time somebody may be watching this and it may yeah. minister to them. That yeah, good. There's somebody watching mm-hmm. that feels like they're probably led to be an intercessor, but they don't really know how to do it, like maybe they're not even in a church or in an area where they're able to learn. <clears throat> Would you mind praying sure. for that person so that they can... Because the Holy receive. Spirit really is our teacher, but I believe in discipleship. And I believe that through another spirit-filled human being, you can get teaching, instruction, you get validation you can get confirmation of your prayer. So I always encourage people that there is a place where God will teach you and he will train you how to, to be an effective intercessor. Right. We, when we're saved, we have a covenant with God. We can all, always cry out to God for what we need. 
But God, in this hour, there's so much knowledge and understanding out there. Uh, he let us know many years ago that he was developing skilled marksmen. You know, people who would not miss the mark, like David was a skilled marksman because he totally obeyed the Lord and he relied on God's revelation and things of that knowledge for his strength. Had he not been skilled, Goliath would have had him for lunch, just like he said he would. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so God will bring out, I can tell you if God selects you to pray, you're the best qualified person he knows. So just... Allow God to put you there in that place of intercession, but always seek for greater skill. Always seek for more knowledge. Always seek for better understanding because it's there for us. We don't have to, you know, just keep praying the same prayers or holding a rosary or something like that. That there's, a, you know, what I'm saying. There's nothing yeah. wrong with the Lord's prayer, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, we need to be more skilled. We need to know that we are seated in heavenly places yes. with Christ, and from that place of authority. As skilled people with the knowledge of God and the gifts of the Spirit, we can do any job that God sets before us to do. Amen. Any job. And I believe that in the latter days that we're headed into, we're going to need that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yes. To where we may not have a Bible to access. Mm -hmm. So we're going to need the Holy Spirit, like in the book of Acts that says, uh, you need to leave this place now. Yeah. And you need yeah. to go here. You know, where we're led by the Holy Spirit, and yes, that's absolutely. kind of what an intercessor is, right? Yeah, there. In a, in a, to a degree, an <clears throat> intercessor, though, understands the power. There are certain powers that believers are given that I think intercessors need to understand, and God will give you the understanding of it. Whether he does it one-on-one just through his word, he did me that way, but he also had me to sit under different prophets and different teachers throughout the years where I learned and I was discipled, you know, and understood what they understood and I was able to take what they had and use as building blocks for what God was doing for me. So it really does have to fit in with the knowledge that he's given the body of Christ throughout the ages, but also he will add what you need for your specific job uh, in this day and hour. And I would encourage anybody... Keep praying and asking God for the yes. tools that you need. You know, you know when you think yes. you're lacking. You know when you know that you're fully equipped. But do trust the anointing. Once God has anointed you for what, what he has called you to do, uh, you'll know it. You'll have proof of it. You know, because as you work in that, God will give you validation. He will give you confirmation that what you're doing is really real and called of him. So. Okay, I have one more uh, point I'd like to make before mm-hmm. we go into prayer. The lady that I'm staying with, her name is Joellen Schiffer. Okay. She's the one that led me to her, and she wants me to ask you a question because she feels like she is a watchman. Yeah. So she wants you to explain to the bride what is a watchman and how would they know if they are, and if they are, where do they go from there? (laughs) Because I'm sure a lot of watchmen feel rejected and... You know, like yeah. they feel alone, right. so yeah. God has obviously given you a mandate. So if you don't mind explaining that to the bride. Well, I think one thing that I would do would be to stay before God long enough to get that call solidified and confirmed okay. on the inside of you. Um, now, what we did as a ministry, we just began to gather people together under this ministry. 
some people, if you're in Detroit, Cleveland, or Toledo, you can come to any of our meetings. We, we won't scare you away. We're not going to <laughs> Are y'all sure she won't? <laughs> 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 That's always the sensitivity that people have. If there's discipline, structure, and authority, you know, they go, oh, well, I don't know if I want to go over there. They may not treat me nice, right. you know, that kind of thing. I felt like that around people, and some of the people I was most afraid of made the greatest deposit in my life. You see what I'm saying? And so, amen. But I would, I would pray and ask God for a, a true prophet of God to teach because the ministry of the watchman really is a function of the office of the prophet. Oh, yeah. okay. And so we have prophet apostles. We have prophet teachers. We have prophet evangelists. We, uh, the prophet's office is more than a prophet since the time of John the Baptist. Oh, wow. So there's always been another office embedded in that that was just as strong. Prophets are always apostles because they're always sent ones. You know, they're always sent. And so in this age, we have apostle prophets and people who have another office within that. So um, I stand in the office of teacher as well. As an apostle, I just go in authority from place to place and, and do what God wants me to do right. for his glory. And, and so that's, that's how that functions. But the prophet's gifting is a revelation gift. I tell people prophets are, are more alive from the neck up than they are from the neck down. We care about how we dress, how we did, I put funny. shoes on, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. But your your uh, cerebral senses are, your your smell, your sight is different, your ears are different, you hear differently, and, and all that kind of stuff in a deeper way. And so the revelation gifts operate tremendously. Wow, I've never heard it told like that. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. you're a seer. Yeah, yeah, and a yes. hearer. And a hearer. And a mouthpiece. Yes, yes mouthpiece. And piece. a revealer. So yes, you have to have that revelation unveiling gift in there to take the lid off things and, and really get into them and understand them. Right. And so that's, that's really why the watchman is a function of the prophet's office, because you have all the eyes, ears, nose, mouth and vocal that it takes to announce, to see accurately, to hear accurately, and to interpret correctly. Right. And prophets do rely tremendously on the gifts of the Spirit for their ministry. That's just across the board. Wow. You know, that's how you're validated. You know, Brother Hagen used to uh, define it as a consistent operation of more than one of the revelation gifts, and that kind of defines the office. So you'll see a lot of word of knowledge, Word of wisdom, you know, those are the revelation gifts and, and discerning of spirits. And, and so that's how that office is, is defined. And so you have to have that in order to see accurately, to know how to pray and know what you're dealing with. And so it is a function of the office of the prophet. Right. And uh, I believe prophets who really uh, undertake prayer seriously are watchmen, but some of them don't because they feel that prophecy is the main thing they're supposed to do. Right, um, there may know, be and, confusion. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we, we use prophecy and, and we yield to prophecy when it's there, but it's more the information gathering through the revelation gifts that really helps this office to function accurately. The yeah. accuracy is in the revelation gifts, it really is. So. Yeah. yeah. And from that you speak. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you this before we go to prayer. Did I answer your question anyway? 
Yes, you did, okay. because you're saying for the office of a watchman or the position yeah. of a watchman that they are mostly prophets because they have this all going well, on, the, and they're the, able to watch. Yeah, they are, and and even if you don't stand in the office of the prophet, you if you're a watchman, you should be trained under a prophet who functions as a watchman. You, you, you've got to get that impartation yes. I agree of the accuracy yes. of the power. Because the power really does come through the fivefold. Yes. You just can't grab it out of anywhere. You know right. what I'm saying? You get to be under <laughs> so the bride is under authority. She's not running I was just about to. That the bride needs to be under authority, Absolutely. Yes. especially if you operate in offices or positions, you need to be not an orphaned, you know, child where we don't have leadership or people we're held accountable to, mm-hmm. but where we are held accountable to people so that we can be corrected and chastened and realigned. And more than that, there's a legitimacy to your anointing, to your spiritual impartation when you're under authority. There's no legitimacy if you're, say, you know, we're now everybody's conference happy and they run from conference to conference. Yes, they do. Yes. And they name drop and I've been under this person. That yes. Well, there's no legitimacy there because there's no real parenting or fathering. That's like if one of your kids went to your neighbor's, a different neighbor's house for dinner every night. Wow. You know, it's like, where do you live and what you've been eating and are you being nourished properly? You know, you just don't know what you're getting. And so, but God has a place for everybody. And I think what we need to do is make sure that we're in place where God positioned us for maximum benefit, maximum impact, maximum anointing, maximum understanding. All of that will flourish if you're potted in your pot, so to speak. If you yeah. plant tomatoes and your tomatoes got up and walked to your neighbor's yard every day. <laughs> <laughs> they made your tomatoes. They made your tomatoes no more, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. everybody's tomatoes. Yeah. And so and they don't grow very well. They wither before they got over to the neighbor's yard. And that's what happens to many Christians, unfortunately. They don't grow and they yeah. don't mature. And so we, we need to be people who mature. Well, listen, Bride, uh, you know, every one of our episodes, when God divinely places us with people, we know that it's because God is about to promote them. God is taking them into new territories. He's taking them, expanding their borders, setting them to new horizons. So now he's asking the bride across the world to come together in agreement. Because you know what? There is no room for jealousy. There is no room for the bride to be divided. We've got to come together in unity. So that we can, look, all of us are on a mission from God. God has called each person separately to do something different. So, Brad, listen, we are here today to honor Apostle Williams. So I would ask that all of you, if you would bow your heads in the audience today with us, if we would bow our heads 
and come together in agreement. Because you know what? It doesn't matter what time you're listening to this, what place you're watching this, because it's all time and space in the Spirit. It's all the same. So come together in agreement with us for God to bless her. Amen. Lord, we just come together in agreement as the bride across the world, speaking life into our sister, Lord, the fullness of her destiny, Lord. We thank you, God, that you wrote her book before time began. And you have a plan and a destiny, and you have more for her to fulfill, God. We thank you, Lord, that she was born for such a time as this. Lord, we pray that you download tools and strategies that she's going to need to accomplish the mission that's coming, to accomplish the destiny that's coming, the ground that she's taking. I thank you, Lord, that you are increasing the governmental authority over her life, Lord. I thank you, Lord, expanding her borders, increasing your vision, increasing her finances, increasing every area of her life, sending your people to hold up her arms and say, go for it, sister, in the army of the living God, marching and being the woman of God that God designed for you to be. And we just all come together in agreement, speaking life into her. Coming in agreement with heaven. Coming in agreement with heaven for her ministry that you you designed and you made. We're coming together as the bride in agreement that it shall be so, that it shall come to pass. So we're asking you, Heavenly Father, to send forth ministering angels to come down and camp about our sister, bring complete health to her body, strengthen her bones, give her good rest, increase in her vision. So Lord, today, the bride gives you praise. We give you glory. Let's give God glory. Before time began, he wrote her story. And he said, you know what? We want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen. And when she surrenders, this is going to happen. And this is that. In the future, we're going to have comeback episodes. And we're going to find out. we interviewed because you know what our God is an awesome God and he takes us from nothing and makes us into something amen and look as long as we trust him as long as we trust him the places that he will take us and the people that we will meet listen if it was not for God I would have never met these wonderful people. I would have never met her. I would have probably been in some backwoods bar or something. Amen. Who would have known what God can do? So listen, I would love for you to pray for the bride. And whatever God gives you to speak impartation. I would love for you in the hour that we're in. Okay. Yes, in America, to speak that impartation. Thank you, Jesus.
The Lord is is saying that he wants you to come away with him, to not be afraid to let go of what is separating and dividing between you and he, and come away with him because he calls you beloved. Beloved means that you are leaning on his breast just like John the Baptist did. John the Baptist knew that, uh, not John the Baptist, but John the Revelator, knew that he was the beloved of God. He knew that God loved him and that Jesus loved him. He said that all the time, that I am the disciple whom Jesus loved. And he knew that he was loved because he was close to him. And the Lord is saying, come closer to me. Come closer to me, my beloved. Come closer to me. Come closer to me. You can read about me in my word. You can understand me from the teachers that I put in your life or from the pastors I put in your life. But there is a place where I desire you to come away with me, my beloved. Because the winter time is past and the time of spring is here. The sound of the turtle dove is is heard in the air, and that is me wooing you to myself to come away that I might embrace you fully, where there is nobody but you and me. There is no intercessor for us because we are one. There is no standby for us because we are one. We are one, says the Spirit of God. We are one. And as I embrace you and as I become closer to you, then I can impart to you the things that you so desperately need and you desire. That I desire to adorn you greatly with my love and with my power, my gifts, my anointing. Everything that you need, says the Spirit of God, is yours for the taking. Just to receive it from my hand. For I reach out to you consistently with gifts, abilities, revelation, knowledge, understanding, The gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, all of the precious things of the realm of the Spirit that you desperately need in order to carve out the life that I have ordained for you to have on this earth and in the next life to come. I have everything for you, says the Lord. I have it all planned for you from the beginning to the end, says the Lord. From the beginning to the end. And tarry not, says the Lord, because the days are growing shorter and shorter. Many of you have been called for many years and have never responded to me. I have called you. You're running here, there, and everywhere looking for a man to validate you, but I called you. Come to me, says the Spirit of God. And when you come to me and come to me alone, that I will show you and reveal to you all of the secret things that you long to behold and and that are so dear to you and so precious to you, says the Lord. I know how precious you are. And I have precious things set aside for you and only for you, says the Spirit of God. But I want you to trust me and come away with me. Sit at my feet. Choose the better part that won't be taken away from you ever, says the Spirit of God. This you will keep. This you will behold. And this will bless you. And this will nourish you. And this will serve you for many, many years to come, says the Spirit of God. But you can only get it directly from me, says the Lord. And when you come to me, you come just as you are. And let me take it from there, says the Spirit of God. Let me take it from there. And I will show you great and mighty things that you didn't even know existed. And that you will find awesome to behold, says the Lord. 
So come away, beloved. Spend that time with me, and I'll reward you with more time, more everything, and the gifts and the adornments that you need to serve me and to live a life that's full of me, says the Spirit of the living God. I have that for you. It's reserved for you. It has your name on it. And I call you by name. And you when you respond, I will release everything that you need and that I want for you to have, says the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Now that just makes me want to get on my face. Oh, thank you, Jesus, because that has been the resounding theme of this broadcast today is that come away, my beloved. Amen. He has something for us, and it's so beyond what we could ever imagine. Amen. 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 Bride, I just want to thank you for watching this broadcast today. And I pray that today you leave rejuvenated. Listen, look up this lady. Okay? Now, what is your website? Ministryofthewatchman.com. Ministry? Ministryofthewatchman.com. Ministryofthewatchman.com. Because .org is for other people. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I stole that from somebody. I didn't steal all of it. I just got part of it. That is funny. Okay, and then uh, you do have all of your 18 books on there. Yeah, for sure. We have a bookstore on there. Uh, We've got podcasts on there. They can listen to all of our teachings for free. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, all of our teachings are on there. Did y'all hear that, Bride? She has all her teachings for free on there. Yeah, they listen to the podcast. So we serve, you know, the body of Christ. Anybody that feels that they're a watchman, they can thank come on there and find God. it all, all what it's all about. So thank you, yeah, God. yeah. So it's not withheld from them for the mammon, yes. the mean mammon. You know, yeah. though we need that too. We have a donation. <laughs> we have a donation button for that in the books we do yeah, sell. Yeah, she has a donation yeah. button. Right. <laughs> Amen. Well, listen, it was an honor to thank be you. with you today. Thank it was you. an honor to be with all of you. To be in Toledo, Ohio. Amen. Uh, it's so pretty today. It's in the middle of the summer. And uh, I just want to thank you for meeting with us today. Thank you. And we speak so many blessings Amen. and life awesome. over your ministry. And we can't Amen. wait to see what God's going to do in the future. Yeah, Amen. Me too. Amen. Okay. Y'all say bye, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> Rachel Ray show. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she cooked something. No, I like her food. <laughs> um, Praise God. Oh, man, that was awesome. Okay, good. So I answered your question. Did you like Okay, yeah, I did. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. Thank you for giving me time to explain things fully, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Yes, I don't cut none of that. Yeah, I don't edit. I don't edit. You know, as far as I want everything they say to be out there. Yeah, for sure. You know, because in my heart, I really believe that we're raising up a pure, unadulterated media. Mm -hmm. So we want as much truth as can get out there to get out there. And God has spoken when we started the radio in January that 
I tried to get the big names on there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you do the media. Right. Oh, God's rebuked me. He said, I didn't tell you to get those people on there. I want you to get the ones that don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. Amen. Man, since we have done that. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. There has been so much revelation that's been poured out. Yeah. I mean, so many people are gifted, but the churches, you know, are not using those gifts. Yeah, and, absolutely. And they're kind of orphan children out here and mm-hmm. there and there in caves and, you know, all this. Right. But now the bride yeah. is rising. The, yep, yeah. absolutely. The bride yeah. is rising. So if y'all don't mind, uh, before we leave, and I definitely want this on video if you can hit play. Yeah. I would love for y'all powerful, powerful prayer warriors to lay your hands on me and pray. Amen. To pray for this ministry. So that you have come a long way and that in each step there's something new that he wants to deposit in your life. It will be lasting. It will increase the anointing that you operate under. It'll, it's a no-fail anointing. Now, if you're in touch now, you're sensing it coming towards you. Thank you, Jesus. joining the broadcast today at the Mama June Hour. I pray that you've been blessed and we will see you again next time. God bless you.